Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hooligan Report. I'm joined once again by Cookson. I've misplaced my knife sharpener. Can someone find it? <laughs> and we're joined for the first time by the one, the only, Jod. Oh, jeez. What, what an introduction. What an introduction. How have you been, mate? How have you found... Um, we'll start with an easy one. We'll start with um, just asking you about Liverpool's season and how you've found it as a whole. Um... Pretty good, really. Uh, it started badly because uh, we kept Rogers in the summer, which we most of the fan base, I think, didn't really want. Um, but then when he went and, of course, Klopp came in, I mean, that was just so exciting for pretty much everyone connected to the club. I mean, he's, he's a world-class manager. No one can deny that for sure. And uh, the results didn't really really get super better. Like, we didn't, you know, suddenly become the champions of the universe or anything. But... Uh, <laughs> Slowly but surely, they, they got better, and I think um, two cup finals goes to show the uh, the strides we're making under Klopp. And you know, really excited for the Europa League final, of course, and uh, super excited for next season. But then again, it's boom bust cycle in it. So, you know. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you about Rogers. Was there any sort of regret with him leaving after the season where he uh, did get you up to finishing second? Was that uh, was that season more more evidence of what he's capable of, or do you think that was just um, getting Suarez at, at his peak, Sturridge fit, Sterling firing, and it was more just sort of everything came together for him. That that did, that one divides the fan base. Um, a lot of people have no, no time for Rodgers and were happy to see him go, but a lot of others were um, very thankful for his time. Um, I'm kind of in the middle of it as well. It's like, look, when, when someone like you and Klopp is available, you don't worry about it, do you, really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. would you? You'd love him. You'd love him at Oh, mate, you know I'm it. sure he... Cook's United as well. <laughs> he loves the yellow and black teams. I thought we might be able to lure him over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you never know, right? <laughs> um, so on Klopp then, obviously he's had a pretty decent impact for you guys. He had a bit of a purple patch at the start and then results sort of dropped away a little bit in the middle, but you've obviously picked up again at the end. I, th- I think it's 12 unbeaten at home as well, which is... Um, pretty impressive run. Um, what sort of signings do you see yourselves making in the summer to sort of take that next step with him? Oh, I've banged on about it on the forums, haven't I? But um, I think um, Mario Goetzer is is a is a wild dream. But you know, you, you fall in love with the romantic of it all, don't you? The, the romanticism of it. But uh, he'd be huge for us. And I know I know some of the Spurs fans on on Big Footy actually have said. You know, or you don't need attacking midfielders. You've got Milani, you've got Firmino, you've got Coutinho and all the rest of it. But Goetz is such a world-class talent that you just bring him in and you worry about it later. But um, we need we need help in central midfield as well. We need help in, um, oh, well, anywhere in defence and goal. Jesus Christ, we need to get rid of Mignolet, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> Um, obviously, it's interesting up top as well to see what you do with those strikers that you have on the books with Balotelli still on the books, which is a bit amazing to think about, but um, obviously Benteke as well. And the other interesting one is Sturridge. Um, how do you see his relationship with Klopp? Because obviously there's been a bit of talk about whether he's in favour, whether he's out of favour, whether whether he's off in the summer, all sorts of things. I'd love to be a fly on the wall, that's for sure, with those two. You don't really know what's going on, do you? But um, Sturridge seems... Yeah, well, Sturridge seems very unhappy whenever he gets subbed, so I don't think it matters if Klopp was your manager or if I was managing it before. I think he'd still be mad at getting taken off. So, um, I don't know. He He's fully fit now, but you feel that if Origi wasn't injured, he'd be behind uh, um, Divock Origi in the pegging order, and I don't think that's going to sit well with Daniel Sturridge moving forward, but we won't know the conclusion to that until next season because Origi's pretty much gone for the entire year. So, I don't think he'll go in the summer. Um, I think Balotelli and Benteke will definitely go. And I think we'll move forward with Origi and Sturridge and Danny Ings will be back. So that, that should be all right. But uh, whether we bring in another striker or not is is the question that goes around with a lot of um, the Liverpool fans. Whether we think the three of those will be enough with goals from Firmino and Coutinho and maybe maybe we can bring in someone like with, with the class of Mario Goetzer as well. But um, we'll find out in the summer, I guess. Um Obviously, we'll talk about United in a second against West Ham, but with West Ham getting the win there, it does sort of open the door a little bit for you guys to even push as high as fifth. Um, Obviously, if you get the win over Chelsea tomorrow morning, you're only two points behind United. Uh, Does the league table really mean anything to you at this stage, or is it all about preparing for Europa? 
does. I always want to finish as high as possible, but it also, if we don't win against Sevilla and end up eighth, we've got no European football. So, and beating Sevilla is no, you know, it's not a guarantee or anything, is it? So, look, I want to win the last two games and finish as high as possible. You know, minimum at least six. If we can't finish in front of West Ham, you know, I mean, come on. <laughs> West Ham, isn't it? Fair enough. Um, uh, Cookson, did you have any questions for him? Yeah. Well, I've seen some debate. Who would be better or more impact, Firmino or Coutinho? I've seen those questions flying around on Twitter. Well, there's a big debate going on about our player of the season at the moment, whether it's Coutinho or Firmino, and I couldn't tell you either, really. I think um, Firmino struggled when he first came, but Brendan Rodgers wasn't playing in in any of the right positions. I mean, he was playing in wide as a winger and it wasn't working. And as soon as Klopp came in, he suddenly transformed into the £29 million player we, we bought in the first place. But um, then he had a real purple patch after Christmas and was, was banging in goals and scoring and, and, and handing out assists. And then he kind of had a small injury and then fell off a little bit. And now he's just come back. He scored on the, the second on the weekend, didn't he, um, against... Who did we play on the weekend? Uh, what for- um, Watford, yeah, he scored the second against Watford. Um, the kid probably should, should have kept that out, but anyway. Um, but then Coutinho is just all class, isn't he? We're just about a side with Coutinho on the pitch. We struggle when Coutinho doesn't play. Just when he comes deep and he gets the ball, and he always likes to turn and drive at defences, and he just opens up play. He's just he's a different level, Coutinho. But um, if I was given out the player of the year, it would be to my boy Emre Chan, though, because so. he's just in beast mode pretty much all the time. Yeah, there's a few underrated players going around at, at a couple of clubs. So Chan's an interesting one, actually, that you bring up. Because I think, I, I, f- I feel like those sorts of midfielders don't really get the recognition they deserve. I mean, you even look at the Leicester side at the moment. Kante's getting a lot of recognition. But um, for a lot of the season, the, f- the focus was on Mares and Vardy. And it was only probably halfway, three quarters of the way through the season that people sort of started realising the impact that Kante had on that side. Um, I suspect it might not be to the same extent, but I suspect Kante's, <coughs> uh, sorry, Chan's a similar player for you guys. Uh, did, did either of you guys see the uh, second league against Villarreal? I missed that one, actually. I was sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I figured you guys would be, but uh, Chan just came back from that nasty ankle injury he had. Uh, he hadn't played previously. We started him, and he was a one-man wrecking, wrecking crew, I'll tell you. You see the highlights if you get a chance to watch it. It was just, it's not that he controlled midfield, which he, he just controlled the game, but it was so effortless for him and he seemed very mature in his positioning and when he when he stormed forward, when he was breaking up play, it was just a really mature sort of performance. And if we get more of that going forward next season, I'll tell you, I know I like to pump up my players, but <laughs> a boy, that Emre no. Charman, he's got a big ceiling. You never do he's that, He's got a George. big ceiling. <laughs> no, I never do that, man. i yeah. <laughs> All Liverpool players are shit, really. <laughs> well, yeah, you we heard it here. That's yeah, go for it. No, it's fine. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, we'll move <laughs> on to the reviews then. Um, uh, we've got a few games from over the weekend and, and uh, a game this morning to chat about before we move into the previews. And um, I guess we'll kick things off oh, with the... Uh, this, morning, right? this morning? Oh, I, I was just spewing. I didn't actually get to watch it. The cable's out at my place, so I, uh, I uh, had to oh, rely on... Um, a bit of a row down the down the uh, sorry down the river. Yeah, uh, and it was um, not a great connection, so I missed. Uh, I think I missed Reed's uh, winning goal. Um, well, we'll move on to the preview, uh, the reviews, I should say, and we'll start with that United early game against Norwich, which all but confirms Norwich's relegation. I would think. I mean. Um, they've got a game in hand, which they're playing tomorrow morning against Watford. I suppose if they win that, um, there's somewhat of a chance. But you'd, you'd have to say of the three sides, they're definitely um, the rank outsiders to survive, uh, especially with that loss to United. Um, Cookson, it was a pretty underwhelming performance from United. And then I guess we can um, draw in that uh, loss this morning to West Ham as well in the conversation. Um, two pretty disappointing performances for different reasons, I suspect. Um, how have you found those two results from United? Yeah, again, disappointing. You should put more goals past Norwich. Set the team up better. I mean, and then this morning's game was just... Well, 
It was hilarious. fucking mentally <laughs> Yeah, hilarious is probably the word I'd use as well. Not just, I mean, you wouldn't see working or a Fergie side come and say, oh, it's a difficult game, blah, blah, blah. That's defeatist. I mean, they threw bottles on it. You think Fergie would say, oh, yeah, just it's difficult? No, he'll be like, right, stuff them. And then so much fouling. It's like managed to make players stupid, which is just bizarre. I mean... Philosophy, though. <laughs> if it's, did you see the footage of Lingard um, in the bus? Oh, I see, yeah, I saw that. What was that about? He was acting so weird. He looked like he was having a good time about it. Yeah, yeah. They looked really <laughs> well, ready and prime for that game. Yeah. But still, RCR played well again. Well, it's the first time he scored two goals in half a season, isn't it? So he's kind of kept his He form. didn't mean that second one, I'll tell you. You guys yeah. see it? Yeah, I think I've said... Which one was the second one? I know the first one was... Um, well, the first one was a tap-in. Yeah, the tap-in across the goal, wasn't it? Yeah, what was the second one? The second one, he takes someone on the byline, and I think he goes Oh, that's right. It's, it looks like a cross. Yeah, yeah. Still yeah, got the end. Um, but it was yeah, sort of... It was, all, it was quite fitting that West Ham um, won in their last game at Upton Park, I suppose. And as the commentators were saying, you know, if they'd told um, the the owners of West Ham when they first opened the ground back in 1904 that, that the last goal would be scored by a Kiwi, uh, <laughs> I think that would be a pretty far-fetched sort of proposition. Um, so it's a bit of an interesting one for that for that winning goal. But um, it comes a trivia question worldwide. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah last goal scored, yeah. Yeah, um, there was some other, there were some other pretty important results over the weekend, um, particularly Sunderland's three-two win at Chelsea, and it was a pretty amazing game because uh, Chelsea managed to go up two-one after Sunderland opened the scoring, but then Defoe with a late strike managed to seal the win for Sunderland, and it it's starting to look pretty grim for Newcastle, who couldn't manage to get past a pretty poor Aston Villa defence. I've got to say, um, Aston Villa keeping a clean sheet isn't too common um, an affair. So. Um, I'll ask both of you, but who do you who do you see as the side surviving relegation at the moment? I'll start with Jod. Uh, well, it's, I tell you, the two things that would survive a nuclear holocaust would be cockroaches and Sunderland in the Premier League. <laughs> I'm telling you, Sunderland will be fine now. I don't know how they've done it, but Newcastle bottled it against Villa, and uh, well, Chelsea were just doing Chelsea things, weren't they? I mean, so. Cookson? Yeah, Sunderland will stay up. Norwich and Newcastle will go down. Yeah. I mean, Sunderland do have a game in hand. Against Everton as well, that's the issue. Yeah. But still, you'd back them in to win it, and it's just... Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I mean, Everton is so poor at the moment. The Sunderland problem is have... Newcastle Spurs, so Newcastle aren't going to be Spurs. Newcastle have a half-decent record against Spurs, though, I think. I think they might have beaten them earlier this season. Um... So, uh, yeah, it's a tough one to call. But if if Sunderland beat Everton, it's, it's over. It's mathematically done. So, um, yeah, sorry, what were you saying, Cookson? Well, just Sunderland have started this really annoying thing of being complete crap for... to about April, then like, oh, yeah, we're a football team. They're like the new Wigan, basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we all, it's like the level of hatred's rising with every season. Just die already. They're like a bad zombie in a horror movie. <laughs> um, the other significant result for uh, final places is probably Man City drawing 2-2 with Arsenal uh, with I think it was Arsenal getting the late goal in that one through Alexis Sanchez um, there's a pretty real chance now that City could actually miss the top four um, United losing to West Ham this morning probably didn't help that and I think City have Swansea on the last day who at the moment seem to be just beating everyone but um, do we see uh, a chance that United could make the top four? I pro- probably know Jod's answer to this one, but um, I'll start with you anyway, Jod. Well, is City at home? Do we know? Is City uh, away? I think City are at home. I'll double check that. No, they're away because they had the whole fancy power oh, that's right. yeah, thing they, when yeah, no one showed are, up. They're away at Swansea. Oh, well, it's it's a chance, isn't it? But um, United are at home, aren't they, against Bournemouth, so they should win there. Yeah. But you never know with United because they are utterly gash. <laughs> Could be a draw. I yeah. mean, I'm not Again. being Liverpool, pro Liverpool, everything, but I tell you, this United side is one of the worst United sides I've seen ever since I started following football, I think. And to think that they could actually finish top four, uh, it's an indictment on the whole season, isn't it, really? 
Cooks and Least deserving top four winners ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. If it happens, I hate it'll just be. Tell, but they are they are woeful. It's just yeah, again, it's just like players are stupid. Tactics are wrong. I mean literally how hard can it be to just, you know, play well. Just <laughs> the guy in the same shirt. You gotta ask half the league then. I mean right now you know just did that in front of Sorry, Judd. You know what I found with that game on the on the last night? Sorry, the West Ham game. You'd never see that under Alex Ferguson or anything. When United come back, they roar into the lead, and the game's over. Then they kill it. They win. They go on with it. They probably go on and score another couple. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they took the lead, and two minutes later, West Ham were level. They're mental midgets, man. United mental midgets under under LVG. He'll surely be. Uh, yeah, he'll be showing the door in the. In the summer, so that'll be an interesting one. Um, probably the two most interesting games tomorrow morning with Sunderland against Everton, which we'll chat about in a second. But we'll start with Liverpool at home to Chelsea. Um, Racking game. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. But it's pretty likely that both squads are going to rotate a fair amount. Do you think, Jod? Or do you reckon this will be kind of the last game that we'll see your Firminos, your Sturridges and so on, and that they'll be rested on the weekend? Yeah, from what I've read, we're going to go full strength tonight and we'll rest for the weekend against West Brom. So we give them the, the first team players who are going to be involved against Sevilla the full week's break. Right. So I expect this to go in pretty full strength tonight. But I've also heard that Chelsea are going to go in pretty light. A lot of kids are playing. I think Costa's suspended, isn't he? And Terry's out. So Yeah, I think Costa, Ivanovic and Pedro are all injured and then Terry's suspended. And yeah, there was yes. some chat on the board with Chef and um, Mumba, I think, talking about the Chelsea lineup, and it sounded pretty uh, pretty light on. Yeah, I, I, well, I hope so because we're at home. So hopefully we get that done. Just edges us closer to that top six. And then we'll rest. We should beat West Brom anyway because they're gash. Well, yeah, I mean, they got the draw against... Um... Spurs and Leicester, so they kind of pull out those weird results against the bigger clubs sometimes. And I know, was it last season or the se- was it a couple of seasons ago where they had they did the double over you or something? Yeah, there was a ridiculous game. I think it was Brendan Rodgers' first game in charge. I yeah, think a few years, and they got like two penalties in the one game. We got Skirtel sent off, and they just killed us like three nil or three one or something on opening day. It was horrible. It's horrible. Horrible. I don't even bring it up. Let's not talk about that. Um, sorry, Cookson. I was just going to say, it's just, this is probably a game where both clubs kind of won't care. Um, Liverpool, let's be honest, it's a glorified training run. Yeah. The Chelsea game, I see, I see Liverpool caring a bit about the Chelsea game, especially after a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, but still, it's just like, you know... It's a last home game. It'll be more about, you know, celebrating the season. Chelsea, they're like, yeah, play youth. Who cares? We've got no European football. They're Chelsea already running on the beach. One thing I haven't asked you about yet, Jod, was about uh, Sacco and if there's been any sort of developments with his situation or are they still, do you know if they're still just investigating uh, the whole issue? It's it's hard to have an opinion when you when you don't have any of the facts, you know. Yeah, I mean, if he's yeah. if he knows he's cheating, then I don't even want him at the club. And I love Sacco. I think he's you know a beast. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, if if he's knowingly cheating, then I don't want him at Liverpool. But yeah. if he is being honest and he has taken something that he didn't know that there was something in there, or, or the story is something that his wife gave him something and he didn't know, or and if he truly doesn't know, then slap on the wrist. You should know better you know, and have you six months off and come back. But until we have more information, I'm not really going to judge him either way. Speaking from experience at a similar point last season, bringing the, that Minnow club into it, um, Jake Livermore was tested positive for cocaine. And my first re- reaction was just utter fury and, and anger with him because, as you say, if he's knowingly taken something, you can't help but want him out of the club. And especially with the position we were in, I was pretty furious with him. But... Um, obviously, after a few weeks, uh, more intense details emerged about the motivations behind it and the context and all of that sort of thing. And you, you, your opinion did change quite drastically. And, and he's obviously been welcomed back into the club. So, I mean, as you say, quite rightly, it's hard to have an opinion until all the facts are known. Um, though yes. there is obviously that instinct to sort of 
assume the worst, I, I, I suppose. I didn't know about Livermore. Did he accidentally take cocaine or No, no, no. So the issue with Livermore was actually that he'd, he'd had uh, his child had actually uh, died in... I don't know if, it, if the child died in childbirth or shortly after, but it was basically the fault of the hospital. Uh, and he was in pretty severe depression as a result of that. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a long tangent to draw, a, a long bow to draw that cocaine use is somehow helping him with that. But there were these sort of extreme circumstances and, and the FA basically agreed and waived the, um, basically said that he'd served his time um, by, I think it was about three or four weeks into the season. So at the same time, yeah, he's still he's still knowingly taken it, so there's still that argument. Um, there's still it's those strange circumstances. Yeah, though, isn't it? yeah. So it's a bit of an interesting one, but from the point of view of yeah, you want to wait till all the facts are known. Um, but it's still that sort of you know the instinct is sort of to assume the worst in some cases. Yeah, I'm annoyed at him though, obviously, because I mean we've got such a huge game coming up, and he's already missed big games, which we've managed to get through without him. But it'd be much better if we had him back there with Lover and partnering. So. You know, I mean, if we end up losing to Sevilla with a bad, bad defensive mistake by Colaturi or something, I'm going to be even more furious with him. You know, but uh, there's nothing yeah. we can do. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll move on then to um, sort of. This right is what happens when you listen. You know. Sorry, Cookson. In Colo, this is what happens when you listen to Shawnee. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, well, we'll move on then to. Um, brighter topics and chat about the coming final weekend of the Premier League. All games at the same time on the Sunday night, midnight our time. What is it? 10pm your time, Jod. Um, uh, we've got we've got an interesting set of fixtures, I suppose. We've got Leicester at home, uh, sorry, Leicester away to Chelsea uh, in their final game of the season. Do we see Leicester as going uh, full strength in that one or do we reckon they might kind of celebrate and, and give some of the squad a, a game? That's an interesting one. Give the squad a game. I'm going to just let all the players play. Doesn't really matter. It's probably be Leicester. Probably a one-all draw. Eden Hazard receiving greater reception from Leicester fans than half the Leicester <laughs> players. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he won them the title pretty much, didn't he? I wonder if, I wonder if they'd give Schwarzer a game. Oh, might as well. What harm hell does it, Trav? Yeah. Score prediction How from your job? Yeah. Uh, Leicester and Chelsea, it's just the, the most pointless and pointless games. Um, I think Leicester will probably play close to full strength and just win anyway because they're just way better than Chelsea. So, Wait, is it away? Is it at Sanford Bridge? It's at Sanford Bridge, yeah. Oh, maybe a draw. No, Chelsea is shit. Cool. <laughs> um, Arsenal at home to Aston Villa, and that, that does have a bit of spice to it because obviously if Arsenal can win that... Uh, it really puts pressure on Spurs to also win their game or at least draw uh, so that they can finish above Arsenal and avoid another St. Totteringham's Day. Um, Arsenal at home to Villa surely is just going to be a walkover for Arsenal, you would expect. Maybe 3 or 4 nil. Arsenal to lose. <laughs> that would be catastrophic. It's an Arsenal thing to do. We all know what's going to happen. <laughs> I would tell you, I will put my life savings on Arsenal beating Villa at home. It's just, it's a foregone conclusion. It's the sort of game, I feel like every season they had, I think it was last season they had West Brom, I can't remember who it was the year before, where Walcott always seems to play and he always seems to score a hat-trick or he scores a few goals because he always looks really good at the end of the season and then all through the preseason. He himself yeah, yeah, he gets he, another contract. He gets a new yeah. contract and then they talk about him as a striking option and, and all that sort of thing, so... Yeah, I reckon they'll win four or five nil in that one. To be honest, oh, no, look, Aston Villa's won three games all season. They're not yeah. going to beat Arsenal at Emirates. There's no chance. Yeah, um, Everton at home to Norwich, also a pretty meaningless game. I assume by then Norwich will be down. I mean, there is that slim chance if if Sunderland lose to um, uh, Everton tomorrow morning that that the Norwich's chances could still be alive if they can get a result against. I think they've got Palace, uh, Watford tomorrow morning. So. There's a slim chance well, that this game will have relevance. Yeah, well, yeah. I think that's what happens midweek. If if they beat um if they beat Watford, I think they're level on points with Newcastle, so they'd only be one behind Sunderland, assuming Sunderland yeah. lose to Everton. So there's a lot of ifs for Norwich, but um, Everton if they're still alive on final day, should be should be a good game. But if they're not, it'll just, it's just it'll be a funeral, won't it? Off yeah. you go, championship. Yeah, Cookson, thoughts on this one? Ugh, probably Everton. 
1-0. Uh, United at home to Bournemouth. Uh, we are talking about this just before. I mean, this could be anything, really, because United are a bit up and down at the moment. Um, only got over Norwich 1-0 on the weekend. Um, <laughs> a win for your boys, Coulson? There'll be a win. There'll be one win, and there'll be one uh, mutual uh, agreement to leave after the <laughs> FA Cup. Mutual agreement, okay. I was reading rumours that um, with that whole Sanchez deal to Bayern Munich that uh, LBG said no, didn't want Sanchez, suggesting that he's still in charge of who's coming and who's going in the summer, suggesting he'll still be there next year. Yeah, I've heard that, but I've also have heard that someone at the club said it's not happening because the Jose rumours started massively around February. Well, what if, what if you know, United somehow finished top four and, and he wins the FA Cup? You can't get rid of him, can you? Sack him. It's only five million. You've got both your fingers crossed, don't you, Jod? <laughs> just hoping, just okay. hoping he does it. No, to be honest, I hope they beat Bournemouth on the weekend and City draw and Man United miss out on top four on goal difference. That's the... <laughs> That'd be great. That's the dream. Well, the best, the best would have, the best would have been if City had won the Champions League and United had got fourth, and Liverpool then had the chance to win Europa to basically deny United Champions League. Wouldn't that be great? Should, surely that's the, that's the dream, yeah. Last <laughs> forever. Um, no one cares uh, about Europa League though. <laughs> Newcastle. <laughs> Newcastle at home to Spurs. I mean, I, I touched on it before, but I'm pretty sure Newcastle have a, have a decent record against Spurs. Um, this is another pretty interesting game at both ends of the table. Obviously, if Spurs can can win that, it locks away second spot, and if Newcastle win that, it gives them a slight chance of uh, of staying up. Granted, that's relying on Sunderland not winning tomorrow morning. Um, do we see Spurs winning this one? I guess. Eh, no, Newcastle will win. Spurs are just. Not mentally there, I'd say. Yeah, Spurs have fallen off the old mental wagon, haven't they? But um, it all depends. Again, we're talking about two fixtures in advance, so it's hard. I mean, yeah. if Newcastle is still in it, then the game means so much more to them. But they could be buried by then, so they'll just turn up and be on holiday already. So it's hard to predict. We'll know more tomorrow after the results of the uh, midweek games. Yeah, I think there's a lot riding on tomorrow morning. Um Probably the definition of pointless game. We've got Southampton at home to Crystal Palace. Um, I mean, as it stands, Southampton is still a chance at fifth. I can't really see both West Ham and United uh, losing on the final day, but um, there is a slim chance that that could could occur. Um, Southampton have looked pretty good, and obviously Palace will be just basically focused on that FA Cup final. So um, I would I'd fancy Southampton at home in that one. Definitely. Southampton definitely going to win that game. They've got way more to play for. Um, Europa League still a real possibility for them. And um, Crystal Palace have all eyes on other and other things. So. Although, having said that, Palace players w- will be playing for their spots in the FA Cup final, so they'll want to impress because they want spots in, in the big one. So. But Southampton at home for me. Cookson? Southampton actually in pretty good form, so... Probably Southampton, 3-0. West Ham away to Stoke. I mean, this is one of those other games if, if people are interested in that battle for Europe and the battle for the um, fifth spot, I suppose, um, with fourth spot pretty much uh, pretty much out of West Ham's reach, I would think. Um, Stoke have been on the beach for a while now, so I'd probably back West Ham in this one away from home. Yeah, West Ham to win. Uh, I like the draw in this one because Stoke are annoying. So. <laughs> as good a reason as any. Um, yeah. Sw- Swansea at home to Man City. We touched on this one a little bit earlier. Swansea, I mean, they beat a pretty understrength Liverpool, so that was co- sort of an expected result in some respects. But then they pr- did a pretty full-strength West Ham as well on the weekend, uh, winning 4-1. So that was a pretty surprising result from, from a team that I think most people had expected to have kind of put the queue in the rack, so to speak. Um, so it'll be an interesting one for Man City away from home where they've struggled pretty much all season. Um, do we see maybe a draw in this one? Swansea to I... win. Swansea to win, you think? Have faith. <laughs> <laughs> I th- yeah, well, of course, you want Swansea to win. But uh, I think if Swansea are consistently, uh, consistently inconsistent, that's what Swansea are, 
So they've had two good results, and now they'll put in a shocker because that's Swansea. <laughs> well, look, I hope so. I hope Aguero can score an absolute bag full in that one. Um, I wouldn't mind that as a result. Um, what a meanie you are, SM. <laughs> look, if he wants to score a hat-trick in a 4-3 loss, uh, all glory to you on that. Uh, we'll celebrate together. Um, Watford at home to Sunderland could be could be a big game, and as we say, depending on tomorrow's results, could be absolutely meaningless. Um, but knowing Sunderland and the way they like to finish seasons, I probably see them getting a pretty easy result against Watford in that one. Yeah, yeah Sunderland 6-0. Yeah. What's that, Sunderland 6-0? Yeah, the falls for all six. Jeez. Uh, and then... There was something that that game. Yeah. It won't quite be six, but they'll win. Yeah, I, I think they'll probably win that one. Sorry, NFC Tiger. Sorry, bro. Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be bro. tough. Um, and Stick last but, around. SMD when his team went down, if you're listening. Yeah, well, um, hopefully I'll be celebrating being back up in the Premier League before too long. Um, oh, can we handle that, SM? Can we handle it? Can we handle it? Yeah, well, you know, I'll be back in the um, big league. I won't be in the minnow thread anymore. Um, <laughs> last but not least, it's West Brom at home to Liverpool. Um, there was an interesting result last year um, between Liverpool and Stoke on the final day, and I would say that West Brom's a pretty similar team to that sort of Stoke side. So do you reckon we could see a similar result, Jod? Oh, you're breaking up, mate. I can't remember that Stoke game, so I don't know what you're about. Sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry, can't hear you. Sorry. Next question. Next question. So, um, play the kids no, and we'll still be, hope for a win? Yeah, we'll play the kids and still hope for a win because West Brom are pretty pretty average. It's a, it's a way, isn't it? So, yeah. oh, I don't know. Depends who we, who we trot out, I guess. Rumours Danny Ings might make the bench. You heard that? Oh, really? Apparently, um, <laughs> apparently Riggy might be fit for the final as well, so I wonder if he'd get a run out off the bench. Yeah, I don't know if they'd want to throw him straight in the final, so if he's available, they might throw him on the bench as well. It'll just be kids. I think Kevin Stewart will get a run out, maybe um, Connor Randall at right back, Danny Ward in goal. Danny Ward's quite good, though, actually. So No, but we'll, we'll beat West Brom because uh, we'll be looking to build momentum heading into the, the big one. This is uh, a game that just sense? really doesn't matter. Liverpool have got bigger things, and West Brom probably just don't care. So, <laughs> two all your all. Um, we've then got a couple of cup finals that we can chat about now. Um, one of uh, two of them are actually involving your side, so we'll probably start with the FA Cup final because oh, oh we'll start with the Europa League final because I think that's the first of the three, isn't it? That's um, next Thursday morning. Yeah. Um, Stupid time. We've already been talking about it a little bit in the, other, in the other previews. Yeah, it's an interesting time for it. It's not even on the Friday morning. It's not the normal Europa time. It's um, a day yeah, early. <clears throat> Small stadium in Basel. Um, Klopp telling everyone to get over it if you don't even have a ticket and then being told, oh, well, actually, no, they should all stay home. They don't have a ticket. How do you rate your chances? Oh, it's stressful just talking about it. Um, it'd be an epic disappointment if we don't win it. I mean, we bitch-slapped Manchester United. That was fun. <laughs> then the epic comeback against Borussia Dortmund. We lose away against Villarreal and come back. I mean, it's it's written in the stars, isn't it? But severe or no pushover. I mean, they've they've won the last two, haven't they? And this is they're going for three in a row. Three in a row, yeah. They've got plenty of good players. That Gamero is a is a tricky customer. Um, I just don't know. I'm too frightened to talk about it, really. <laughs> Whenever I think about it, I kind of just crawl down into the fetal position and sort of rock back and forth. So, what's uh? You have to remind me. What's Klopp's record like in um, cup finals recently? I can't remember. It's not great, actually. <laughs> really, it's so not that's a surprise. Yeah. Lose to Bayern Munich. Lost to Bayern Munich. I think it's probably another I believe he won. There was one I believe win. he won his first cup, and then oh, since then he hasn't won one. Then, yeah. Wow, he's got to break yeah. that break that streak at some point, surely. The issue is the stadium. What's the capacity? Is it twenty five thousand or something? No, 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 it's not that. It's not yeah, the capacity. It's, it's the oh, fact 30. that English clubs play like shit in Basel. What's the record I mean, like there? That's a fact. I mean, United have 
lost there so many times. Liverpool have lost there. Chelsea. Yeah, lost but that could be due to FC Basel. If they face the English <laughs> opposition, they would win. Yeah. Yeah. We're not we're playing, playing Basel, we're playing that Sevilla, so that's all right. But still. Yeah. I mean, yeah. three in a row. The, the way you look at it, like, Villarreal are, what, fourth in La Liga? Yeah. And Sevilla are seventh. We took care of Villarreal, right? So, math. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, yeah. Um, I mean, sure. Sevilla been one of the best sides in Europe. Oh, one of the better sides. I mean, they've won four trophies in 10 years. I mean, handy record. Yeah, it's quite impressive, isn't it? Uh, and then I think Cookson, it's... Who, who are you picking, obviously? Are you picking Sevilla? Uh, should ask Cooks in that, yeah. Well, I mean, Sevilla have the form, so... <laughs> what a surprise. What a surprise. <laughs> Oh, I don't know what I'm going to pick in this one, actually. I think my gut says Liverpool, just because I do actually think, and I've, I've suggested it on the board, to the uh, he, receiving the heat from many people, um, that Liverpool actually do stand up quite well in the big games. Um, they do. Especially... And Klopp's a very good player. Yeah, and you've been managing the squad very well coming into these games, basically rotating quite well in the league. Um I would probably say Liverpool edge it maybe 2-1, maybe maybe scoring the winner in extra time. Um, but I think it'll be a really good match, so I'm, gonna, I'm quite looking forward to it. I feel the difference might be that um, we probably have, and I'm not big enough to squad or anything like that, but when it comes to a one-off game, we've probably got more match winners, more yeah, guys yeah. that pop up and do something special. You know, your Coutinho's or your Sturridge or, or uh, Firmino or someone like that. So hopefully we get it done, hopefully. Um, and then United have their tro- tro- title chance or trophy chance against uh, Crystal Palace in the FA Cup the following weekend. Um, Cookson, chances in that one? Yeah, well, depends. <laughs> that sounds confident. Well, I don't know what Louis van Gaal's going to line up. For all I know, he could probably play <laughs> Wayne Rooney in midfield and he'll just spend half the game passing to Antonio Valencia. <laughs> quality, quality. <laughs> I mean, you'd think though... With, he plays the horny football. If Martial shows up and De Gea shows up, I would back us to win. So, yeah, United 2-0 and meet a party and get drunk because we've survived the torture. Well, all I have to say is that I'm just glad that it won't be Arsenal for a third time because we've managed to silence Cruyff's three-peat hashtags. Um, it was oh. hard enough just with Hawthorne. Let alone with the FA Cup. What was that, sorry? I almost quit Big Footy over Craft <laughs> and repeat, so... Oh, mate, after, just after the Hull final, I almost quit Big Footy with the amount that he was carrying on about it, so... He yeah. really was. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on the match, Jod? Oh, it's tough, isn't it, with United? Because they can go from being quite good, which is very rare, to be fair, <laughs> to, being, <laughs> to being just okay and just enough to do the job, to downright gash... And if they turn up and be just utterly woeful, they will lose because Crystal Palace, despite being Crystal Palace, are, you know, decent. And they do have Balassi, and I like Balassi, and he likes to score goals. So, who, you know, I don't know. If United turn up, they'll win. But if they don't, Crystal Palace have every chance. Depends. If Did anyone see De Gea's um, save last night for West Ham's third, was it? West Ham's third or second? Uh, the, was it the third the third one from Reed where he pa- kind of palmed it, got a palm to it, but it yeah, 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 yeah. Palm. And just he was pretty weak for the first as well. Yeah, that was some quality keeping. <laughs> the first the first was a pretty we can uh, forgive poor, him poor keeping we, as well though. We can forgive him. He's saved the team numerous times. He's allowed to have a bad night. <laughs> well, he's, 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 a bit like, he's a bit like Mignolet, though, to be honest. I mean, Mignolet can have his games where he can just be absolutely outstanding with the saves that he makes, but then can have some absolute terrible blunders. I mean, in, granted that De Gea does it on a, a much rarer occasion than Mignolet, but um, they can both have pretty big brain fades on occasion. Did they have a brain fade this season? This season? Oh, he's had a few games where he's had pretty poor moments. Like, I thought West Ham's first last night was pretty poor. What about what about Bournemouth's yeah. um, Bournemouth's goal from well, straight from the corner? Like one mistake, he's forgiven. Bournemouth's goal straight from the corner. Well, that you flapped it in. <laughs> 
if that he says happens, so. That happens once every bloody five years. Best goalkeeper in the world, though. What's that, sorry? He will save your life. If you wanted the hair to carry your baby, he would carry it kindly. If you wanted the hair to carry something, you could trust the hair to your baby. Oh, all right. I'm just carry it, nurture it. Dave saves. Um, and then the final cup final that we've got coming up is the Champions League final. It's a local Madrid derby, to be honest. It's between um, Atletico and Real Madrid, so it's a pretty interesting game on that alone. Um, Atletico have pretty decent form this season in terms of their defence. If you look at the, um, the goals that they've conceded in the Champions League, it's pretty remarkable that they've they've done so well. Um, and then obviously Real Madrid are Real Madrid. Um, do we see any chance of Atletico getting up in that one? I think Atletico should be favourites. Yeah, me too. I, um, I like Atletico to get up. I, I think they'll do the old classic 1-0. I think they're terrific defensively. Absolutely terrific defensively. Uh, Simeone always gets them up for the big occasion. Where is the final? That's uh, a good question. Milan. San oh, Siro. Okay. Mm. Mm, that'd be interesting. Yeah, no, I'm picking Atletico in that one. Uh, Fernando Torres winner. Why not? <laughs> of course, <laughs> I forgot about that element. Um, Jod, how do you say it? Yeah, no, Atletico. Oh, sorry. I'm in Cookson. Yeah, that was sorry. me. Yeah, sorry, Cookson, how do you say it? Um, again, Atletico, I mean, admittedly, they've only scored 61 goals in the league compared to Raul's 108. <laughs> admittedly, I, they don't have the goal scoring of Ronaldo, but they've only conceded 18 goals in a season, though. I mean, that's it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty much, what, half a goal a game. I mean, that's, that's defense that you can get horny over. <laughs> yeah. And they yeah. haven't... And they've had numerous clean sheets in the Champions League as well. I mean, they beat Barcelona and Bayern Munich. That's no joke of a team, and they have a solid so defense. They can keep out Barcelona. They can keep out Real Madrid. Yeah, you think, and it's, it's, uh, Bayern as well. Was it one nil at Bayern? No, it was two one, wasn't it? So, yeah, yeah I guess one nil. Uh, does anyone have the head to head for Atletico Real this year? Keep talking, I'll, uh, I'll pull it up. It's 4-2 to, I think, Real, and 1-2 uh, to... No. Real Madrid put one... four past Atletico? No, I'm sorry, I think it's 2-1 and 1-1. One, one. So Real Madrid 1-2-1 one, one, and then Drew 1-1? One, one. Yeah. But, again, it's the hard-working midfield of Atletico that's going to get it. I mean, they got so... Yeah, I like that guy. Yeah, Koke. Koke. Koke's a player. Oliver. I mean, Gabby. Not to mention, and probably one of the best strikers in the world, Antoine Griezmann. Well, just looking looking at it, Atletico's managed to keep clean sheets against Real on a couple of occasions this season, so that bodes pretty well for them. All at home, though, mind you. Well, this is well. It's not really a home or an away match, is it? So it's yeah. foreign ground both. So, so that'll certainly make it interesting. Um, so tips, tips from both of you. So you're both going Atletico. I'm sticking my neck out and going Atletico one nil. And Cookson. Atletico two. Oh, actually no. Atletico three. Real Madrid two. In ex- after extra time. Exciting final, you know, exciting goals final. Yeah, it should, yeah. Be, should be interesting. Well, Ronaldo's going to score. He just, he rises at these moments, so I'll back Ronnie in. But, well, sorry. That's right. Thanks for coming on, boys. We'll finish off with um, just a one final question. I'll get from both of you your player of the season so far. I'll start with Cookson. So, um, not just at United, looking around the entire league, who do you see as your player of the season? All right. For the Premier League, it would have to be Conte. Yeah. Out of question. Stealing my player, but that's all right. Go for it. <laughs> well, we all have the same player anyway. For United, <laughs> I'm going to go dead tie. David De Gea, Anthony Martial. No, get out of here. <laughs> for La Liga, I'm going to shun the big two. It's going to be Suarez and Griezmann. 
I mean, Jeez. very close, but Suarez... Don't going to get much argument about Suarez on here. Well, he was better than... He's been better than Ronaldo, and Messi has been out of form a bit. Well, compared to Messi's standards. And yeah, probably... Oh, for Syria... Yeah. I don't know, probably Pogba, which sucks balls. And Germany? Even Muller or Lewandowski? Fair enough. Um, but I do rate Henry uh, Mkhitaryan's impact. How about you, Jod? Don't have to go through all the uh, European leagues if you don't need to, if you don't want to? Yeah, I probably don't see enough of all European leagues to really comment. I mean, you can give the La Liga's best play to Suarez, though, couldn't you? Because he's just been... <laughs> He's been phenomenal, hasn't he, though? I should I get my I thoughts on him. <laughs> I feel like I harp on about him, but the bloke's a genius. He's just an absolute genius. genius. He's very, very good. Um, Premier League, I'm going to stick with Cookson on this one and go with uh, um, Nogolo, Nogolo Kante. I think uh, the guys at the top end of the pitch get a lot of the plaudits because they get on the end of everything, but he does all the work in the middle of the ground. And I'll tell you what, if I could sign one play next season, I'd stick him right next to Emery China midfield and off we go, win the league. He's a, he's a pretty special player, that Kante, I think. <laughs> Got to be very careful of that pronunciation on here. Um, and so here's yeah, your play. <laughs> <laughs> We we kind of touched on your Liverpool player of the season before, but if if you could split them, I think, were you saying it was between Coutinho and Firmino? Well, that's the consensus amongst supporters. You could throw in Emre Chan in there as well. I'm going to go a little left field, or oh, actually, I'm going to go. Chan. I'm going to go a little right back actually, and give it to Nathaniel Klein. Oh, interesting. He's been a picture of consistency all season. He's an absolutely cracking right back. And uh, he's never he's never put in a bad game. So, yeah. well, I'm, I'm going to shocking haircut though. Shocking haircut. I think there's a few who players in Manchester who have worse haircuts uh, across the across the ditch. Oh, from you shocking guys. haircut! Yeah. Salmon Hasri. Oh, I must comment, Cookson. What are you talking about, man? There's no way Martial and De Gea are equal. Get out of here. <laughs> You're just jumping on the Pele Junior bandwagon. He's okay, Martial. Don't get me wrong. He's had a decent season. But let's not go crazy. But we are. This is a podcast. <laughs> Logic is not needed. <laughs> He's scored, what, nine goals all year? Yeah, like, something 17. Like that, yeah. Top scorer. Yeah, well, in sucks. all competitions, maybe. Not in the not in the Premier League, though. No, nah, he ever took yeah. Rooney. Oh, oh sure, but he, only nine in the Premier League. Man United, I would have given it to um, Wayne Rooney. What a terrific year it is, eh? So... <laughs> He's probably contributed more by, by getting himself injured and actually giving Rashford and stuff a go. Exactly, um, yeah. <laughs> Sacrifice. Well, I'll, I'll make it a clean sweep and also go with Kante as my player of the season in the Premier League. I think he's really sort of... Even even with the plaudits he's received, he's still a bit underrated with the um, amount of work that he actually does around the field for Leicester. Um, and then if we're sticking with our own clubs for um, also talking about player of the season... Um, it's, it's, oh, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty tough Probably Hernandez. I mean, he he's he was the popular choice with the players because he scored 21 goals for the season, which is um, amazing because without that, we'd just be mid to lower goals table, to games. be honest. Goals win games. Um, after last season, I think he scored three goals in the league last season and, and most people were keen to get rid of him. And I think the club were keen to get rid of him if um, if someone came in with an offer to buy. But those damn Italian clubs just want their loan loan to purchase sort of deals oh, and we man. said no so it was our game I can't do Italian clubs I can't yeah, do it yeah <laughs> so probably Hernandez um, honourable mentions though to Sam Klukas I mean we bought him for one million from Chesterfield and I thought he'd just be some backup player who did nothing and I think he's got something like seven goals and nine assists or something so it's a pretty tidy season for him as well um, can I ask you a question SM? you can the playoffs are coming up, are they not? Yeah, they are. We've got our first leg this Saturday night. This Saturday? Seven thirty got... your time actually, so it's it's prime time for you. Who'd you get in the Yeah, it is, yeah. Derby you in got the um, playoffs. Derby, isn't it? Harlan yeah. Derby and Brighton and And uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday. First quick do you like your chances? 
Look, if you'd asked me a couple of weeks ago, I would have said no, because we've been in pretty dreadful form and basically limped into the playoffs. But um, we've sort of sorted out our side and we beat Rotherham 5-1 last weekend as a sort of decent warm-up. They were they probably didn't care about the game, so it, you can't really argue that it was a good performance against good opposition. But as far as giving the squad confidence, and we scored some pretty pretty decent goals, to be honest. I mean, Hernandez scored a bicycle kick and then um, Snodgrass scored a top corner beauty as well so as far as giving the players confidence I think we're you know as confident as we can be going into the game and when you think about the uh, playoffs do you sort of join me in the sort of the fetal yes. position yes because it's 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 nervous excitement I think is the best way to describe it I mean but the, not just any other year though this year in particular because of the prize yeah oh, there's just so much the work. added money and everything else that's going on in the Premier League it's a big year to go up and the context as well with the club is there's a lot of off-field issues with the club at the moment. They've scrapped the um, uh, season tickets and they've brought in a membership scheme, which is quite similar to what we have here. The only difference being that there are no concession prices. So they they make the point quite rightly that all of the adults will now only be paying about £21 a month to watch potentially Premier League football, which is an amazingly good deal. But the issue being that that you're going from having, I think it was 35 or £50 season tickets for kids to them also paying £21 a month um, in, in the cheapest section. And, and there isn't only limited seats in that cheapest section. So um, old, age pens- old age pensioners and kids are basically getting hit really hard with this. And it's almost seen as them subsidising uh, adults. And, and no one's happy with it, really. So... I think we've sold something like 5,000 tickets for next season, memberships for next season, which is woeful for a club of our, our stature in the championship. So there's a, there's a lot riding on uh, actually going up in terms of that fin- financial security and, and hopefully uh, forcing the owners to sell the club. Um, I mean, there's a bit of a worry that going up means that they'll be quite happy to stick, stick with the club and, and pocketing all of that money, but the hope is that it kind of gives them that chance to, to sell the club to a decent owner. So... On the field and off the field, um, there's a lot of incentive to get up. So thanks for coming on, guys. No worries. It was my pleasure. It finally happened. We've done it, it finally did. You know what the next step is now? Get Dr. Colonoscopy so, on. No, we'll, we'll sit down and we'll yeah. have a game of poker yeah, sometime, Matt. Uh, so thank you everyone for listening in uh, and until next time we'll probably do a, an end of season roundup after the Champions League final after the playoff final and uh, hopefully I can um, look back on this season but also look forward to another season in the Premier League next year so until then yeah, good luck. Yeah, thank you um, until then thank you everyone for listening in and we'll see you on the forums <laughs>